Hey girl, hey, you're listening to the Beam Life Podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with Brooke Anthony, founder of Chloe and Lois Jewelry. Oh my gosh, this episode has me laughing. We have a little bit of tears, a little bit of inappropriateness, but most of all, we really talk about how to truly live your destiny and what and how to get the most out of life. Isn't that what we all want anyway? Brooke started this side hustle making jewelry while she was working her mundane nine to five job. And since then it has exploded and it's so much more than a jewelry line. And I'm so excited for her to share her story with you. This episode is guaranteed to leave you feeling limitless and unstoppable like the bean babe that you are. So let's get this party started. Hey, bean babe, what's going on? I have a special treat for you, girl. I have Brooke Anthony. No, not my sister. We've already talked about how I come from Greek descent. She comes from Italian descent, but hey, you know, back then it's all connected. I don't know. Um, but I but I really do feel like we are sisters and it's just an instant connection from the moment we met. And I love everything that she stands for, that she's about. Um, founder of Chloe and Lois. And you guys, this jewelry is so fun. Like so fun. I just ordered my first pieces and I can't wait to get more and just support everything that Chloe and Lois is doing right now. So Brooke, take it away, please. And also just as a side note, um, if Brooke ever wants to leave jewelry, she's going to be a stand-up comedian because by far one of the funniest women I've ever chatted with. So um, you guys are in for a show, a treat, inspirational, motivational, bling, jazz hands, all the things. So yes. So yeah, girl, tell us, tell us all about you. All right. So hi, everybody. Uh, Caitlin, thank you so much for having me on. When we first chatted, I was like, instant connection. So I'm totally with you on that. So it's, I'm, I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Um, so my name is Brooke Anthony, uh, Italian Anthony, not the Greek Anthony. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I am from New York, born and raised in the Hudson Valley. So I'm not in New York City. Everybody always thinks like, you know, how far do you live from Times Square? No, I'm like 90 miles north. <laughs> little bit further up like you know we're totally different vibe totally different vibe like we you know we're in a stone's throw from the city but i love my little country uh my backcountry roads so i grew up born and raised in the hudson valley never left um went to elementary school all the way through college and stayed in the area i'm a graduate of marist uh marist college i also went to duchess community college and i studied tv radio and film um, I really focused on television broadcasting, and uh, I always had hopes of like being on television or you know being a presenter. I loved TRL as a kid. I mean, yes. I, I me too. Our younger listeners are probably like, what is TRL? Well, let me tell you, kids. Back in the day, MTV Music Television used to play music videos, and there were these videos the like. Like you watch on YouTube. Yes. But they were on television. <laughs> and then they had commercials. It was like what? There were commercials. There were commercials. Um, <laughs> but that was always, you know, I would watch TV. I'd be like, God, I want to do that. Like that's gotta be so much fun. So that was really what I was about for for many, many years. Um, 
that was really what I wanted to do. And while I was on that journey of trying to make it on TV, I was a waitress. You know, that's yeah, the- every, we all have some kind of waiting tables at some point in a life, I, I feel like. Yep. And um, I was a waitress and that's what I did because it was flexible. I would like make mo- good money and tips. And that was what I did while I tried to become this starving, while I was a starving artist, pretty much. Um, so that was what I did. And then when I graduated from college, I was slapped in the face with reality. Yeah, <laughs> like, that happens. Oh, I can no longer be a starving artist. Like now I'm going to have to pay my, my student loans and I had all of a sudden all this responsibility that was like just kind of handed to me with like in a in a package with a bow. Totally. Here you go, kid. <laughs> all you wanted to do was be done with school and here's congratulations. Congratulations. Pat on the back and push you into the world. So then I realized, okay, I need to get a job because I need to pay my student loans. I got a mountain, mountain load of student loan debt that I need to pay. So I pivoted and I went into the world of sales. Um, I, I always stayed in the food business. Um, I, you know, but actually my first job out of college, I was a personal assistant to a CEO of a company, uh, not too far from my house. Then that was when I made my transition into sales, working with food. So I worked in the consumer packaged goods industry for about nine years. Um, and that was my, my claim to fame for a while. Um, I did it. I liked it. I loved, you know, working with people, but I was really working in a man's world. Yeah. Yeah. Especially kind of in the area that you're from too. It's, it's probably more traditional style roles in the household, at least, you know, that in Texas too, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, men work kind of women are at home this is the way we grow or women are teachers or you know it's very more yes totally get it very cookie cutter yes uh, so here i was in uh, pretty much working in a in a male dominated corporate world and um my career fate was often determined by other people and it kind of wore on me for a while because every time I would try to advance, you know, it's like, again, I don't live in New York City. I live in a small town. So my opportunities are few and far between. Yeah. Um, So I was just getting frustrated because every time I would try to advance within my positions, there was always someone there that was meeting me and they were saying, you know what? I don't think you're really ready. And mind you, I... I worked in an environment that was very independent. So a lot of the sales positions that I had were very like, you get up and you are left to your own devices for the day. You know, you're trusted to complete yeah. the job and that's it. So it's like, it's not like I'm working in an office dynamic where I'm interacting with these people on an everyday basis. So I had a hard time believing that I wasn't ready when I was told I wasn't ready because it's like, all right, well, you know, you, you and I speak on the phone and we're not in an office setting to where you can see me in my element day after day and see the successes that I'm having. Um, so it got, it got frustrating for me, very, very frustrating. And it started to really take its toll on me. Um, I, I started to believe that 
I just needed to stay grounded, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, I, didn't, I didn't get the position. Like, I went for it. I was very assertive, and I really wanted it. But, you know, apparently I'm not good enough. And that's what I started to believe. I started to mm-hmm. that, well, maybe these people are right. Maybe I'm not ready for X, Y, and Z. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And I started to believe it. Yeah. And that yeah. was tough. It was really, really tough. I think that probably a lot of people listening can resonate with that and they might be in that place right now um, or have been there before and then decided to kind of do what you did, what I know you're going to tell us about. And that's just where it's like, you get to that kind of combustion point. It's like, okay, am I going to choose to continue and be this frustrated stuck? Um, you know, just feel like I'm not really get it going in the trajectory that I want or can I do something to change it? Like what are opportunities? Um, despite being in a small town or having limited, uh, resources, maybe, you know, that's a lot of other people, why they can't do it or, or just plain fear. So yeah. Yeah. What did you do when you kind of started to feel that way? I don't know. And I'm often asked like, what was, well, I guess there was a breaking point that I really was faced with when I had that moment where I was just like, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And I think that was when I was completely looked over for um, a promotion in my job. And I was at the forefront of building a team within this position that I was in. So I was there from the very, very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So I had been there. I was one of the first hires to help build this team. And we had built this team to, I think, like eight or nine people. And then time came for my boss to move out of the director position. And then I stepped in in the interim and I did everything that I possibly could do. I mean, the week of my wedding, I flew to the (laughs) office in Detroit to work and then drove to Canada. Like it was a Canadian based, it was US Canadian based company. Like, don't worry everybody. I'm just in a, I'm just, you know, at my wedding this weekend. No just worries. married on Friday, but sure, no big I'll, deal. I'll come through. I'll come yeah. through. So <laughs> I did whatever I could do. I'm like, you know what? If this is what's, what it's going to take. I am here for it, and I will do whatever it takes. Sure. And that was just the moment where after I had done all those things and then had discovered that they had externally hired somebody who had not there, been there from the beginning, brought him in, and he took the position. And that was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like, seeing my phone go off and seeing that email and just knowing, like, reading that first line, that description of the email, you know, like a little sneak peek that said, Hi, Brooke. Like, unfortunately, and I was like, this is, this is, this is it. Yeah, this is, this is it. But, and I don't know what it is because I was in that really shitty mindset of like, well, maybe I'm not like capable of doing great things. And I, I started to, was starting to really believe it. But that moment I saw that email, I was like, this is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but it shifted in my mind. And I was like, this is, 
this is okay. I'm going to be okay because you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. There's yes. something else out there and this just is not, is not it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, I call that my beam boss. It's just that inner intuition. And it's like, it feels in that moment of like being, okay, I'm terrified. I've been doing this forever. Like what's my next move even, but then it's, yeah, it's that inner voice, intuition, beam boss, whatever you want to call it, where it's just like, yeah, okay. This was, this was not, this no longer is serving me. This is not for me. And this, thank you for making it clear because now I need to come up with a new game plan kind of thing. You know, it's like that saying, like turning feces into fertilizer. Right. I have never heard that, but I am so happy now that you have told me this because that's, you know, screw lemons to lemonade, you know, uh, we're doing feces to fertilizer over here at the Bay Life folks. Get with it. Took it to that level. I just took it to that level. I just dropped that on all of you. You guys are welcome. You're welcome You're that welcome. I have brought. It's just, it's so class. It's just class, <laughs> class acts up in here. But you know we're ourselves, and that, that yes, but it's always being yourself, always. But it, you know, while we're while we're talking about the feces to fertilizer versus lemons to lemon, yes, while we're talking about that correlation there, um, I never felt like I was really myself, right? When I was working in these jobs, like I had a little twinge of myself in here and there, but I never really felt like I was myself. Like this is me. This is who I am. I'm funny. I'm silly. I'm goofy and I'll bend over backwards for you. Yes. I just felt like I was kind of like a shell, like, of just my, like, former self, right? Like, at 4 o'clock, I transformed into myself. It's like, oh, finally I can be myself. Yeah. You're taking your bra off after a long day. Like, oh, totally. Thank Freedom. God I'm done with that. <laughs> Freedom. But, um, but... I would like to add one very important piece to this whole puzzle. Um, when I had realized and looked at that email and said, you know, I'm going to be fine. I'm, everything's going to be okay. I was starting my side hustle and that was designing jewelry. I love, yeah, I love that you kind of already had this like side passion that was already fueling you in some way, but maybe you didn't have the like thought yet because like you said, it was, side hustle at yep, the time it was just a side hustle and the beauty of it is i started this side hustle with a bonus that i got from that job yes you know, blood sweat and tears bonus like talk about like, like literally turning this really <laughs> feces type situation into yeah. a, like a little gold mine for you and your future and um I, I, I can't wait for you to share like the other part of the story and like, first of all, how this all came to be. So how, why even design jewelry? Like where did that even come from? Um, and like, where did that first initial like spark of creativity? Was this something you always thought of as a child or just loved? Yeah. So I grew up, my grandmother Lois gave me my love for jewelry. Um, I always joke, this is by my shtick. Uh, my grandmother made me the youngest kid in the world to own QVC Diamondique jewelry. QVC Diamondique. So good. 
Lois had me outfitted in the sparkliest rings, necklaces, earrings, you name it. Every darn time I went over her house, there was a package waiting for me. I love it. To QVC shopping, and as I told you last time, she seriously bought a Christmas ham off. Of, I'm dead ass serious. She bought a Christmas ham off of QVC one year. So good. And we had it for Christmas dinner. Love. 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 That was Lois in a nutshell. <laughs> and she would always buy me jewelry. And I, as a kid, I grew up always feeling like naked if I left the house without a ring, yes. a pair of earrings or, or a necklace. And jewelry was really what tied the entire outfit together. Yes. Right. And that was what it was for me. And, and I always loved jewelry. And my design bug was born when my husband and I well, my boyfriend at the time. At the time, yeah. Um, we went over to Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Netherlands, not Amsterdam, New York, upstate, no. <laughs> um, Amsterdam, nothing, no offense to anybody who lives in, in Amsterdam, in New York, upstate, just not my speed. Um, but over, we were over in the Netherlands, and um, he proposed to me, and we got, we, we got married fairly quick. We were only engaged for six months, um, but that was just a side note. Um, the day after we got engaged, I'm like, we're, we went shopping, of course, because I, yeah. I would say, you got always got to go shopping, you know? Always. That's how we celebrate. Yeah. It's like, we got to go shopping. Let's go. So we walked to this really, really cute, like, area called the Nine Streets. So they've got all these little boutiques and you name it, they've got it. It's, um, it's always, it's so interesting to sift through all the stores. So we went to a store called Sync, and they had all of these gorgeous earrings on this display, and they were all different Swarovski crystals. And I've always been a very visual person. I've always loved like visual design, and I've always yes. colored. I always love sparkly things. Like I have sparkly. So I can spot a sparkly thing from a mile away. Yes. Um, and when I saw them all, I was like, oh my God. And I said to him, like, these are going to be the earrings that, that we're, I'm going to wear in the wedding. Not you, me. <laughs> he doesn't have his ears pierced. It's like, for you, I don't know. He wouldn't have gone, he wouldn't have flowed with that. But um, I was like, and all the bridesmaids are going to wear these. And he was like, Brooke, like, we haven't even been engaged for 24 hours. What the hell are you doing? You got to like, let's just. Yeah. A little bit. Let's step back a little bit and you have to really like think like who's going to be in the bridal party. Are we going to have, are we going to even have people in the bridal party, et cetera, et cetera. We hadn't talked through any of anything. Yes. So I was like, all right, yeah, you got a good point. That's why I married him. He is the voice of reason. He keeps me, keeps me grounded. Yeah. He keeps you grounded and you keep him spontaneous. It's perfect. There you go. You described us to a team. You haven't even met him. Uh, so I said, all right, good point. I bought the earrings for myself. We returned home and I set out on my quest because I listened to him and I didn't get the earrings. Yes. Yes. And, um, came home and I set out on a quest to find dainty jewelry that was simple. You could wear it every day. I didn't want to gift my girls something that they would just wear on one day. And then that was it. Um, I wanted something that they could wear dressed up. They could wear it dressed down. Um, you know, they wear it on our wedding day and they cherish it for years and years to come. So that was what was really important to me. And then that was when I started 
sketching. And I, I always love to tell people I, you know, I've got a sketchbook. It looks like scribbles from a four-year-old, but I did that myself. I was 33 at the time. <laughs> so you're like I'm, proud owner of I'm these sketches, so proud, baby. So proud of these sketches. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was when I, I started and I had a girlfriend that worked in the industry and she was like, I can help you figure out how to find a manufacturer and how to make these pieces. For real. For real. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was the beginning of it all. Ah, uh, I love it so much because anytime I get just the gift of finding other women who literally take a concept, an idea, mm -hmm. and turn it into their dream and magic and don't just leave the idea in a journal, in a notebook, right? Because it would have been really easy to draw those sketches and say a couple of things. Oh, God, these are awful. Like, no one's going to take me seriously. What am I even thinking? You or know, I'm there's, I'm embarrassed. Or I'm embarrassed. I could not know, like, I didn't even go to jewelry design school. I don't know anything about this. Yep. Um, you know, you could have also been like, there's no way I'm going to be able to find the resources, the manufacturer, you know, or I guess I should stop wasting my time and I need to go look for a real job because this is not going to pan out. You know, there's so much competition. There's a jewelry line everywhere you turn, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. And, and that conversation, that dialogue can happen for any industry. Those are just examples of what could have happened to you, but instead, and I'm sure it's not like you didn't have any of those thoughts. I'm sure being oh, just, a, yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah. If you told me you didn't, I'd be like, are you sure, sweetie? Yep. Um, we all have those those moments of doubt. So it's just so, it's so like, ugh, it's like liberating when I find somebody who like, yes, I'm going to do this and for real and make it and make it what I want of it. And so I, I'm just inspired and in awe of you creating that dream for yourself. And you know, you've told us who fabulous Lois is. And so where did the name Chloe come from? So Chloe, I am a dog lover. Grew up with dogs my entire life. I'm a dog gal. No offense, cat people. I just lean. That's me. It's all right. Pups. I'm just a pup gal. Um, so Chloe is my 15-year-old Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, cute. Um, she's my my buddy. I actually have another dog who's sitting right here sleeping right now. Her name is Maddie. Uh, but Chloe, yeah, Chloe's a Yorkshire Terrier and Maddie's a Karen Terrier Schnauzer. I have to shout Maddie out. I don't want her to feel. Okay. Right. Yeah, I got to shout Like, her. hey, mom. She's accurately represented. There are times where I'll share a picture of Maddie on social media and people go, oh, is that Chloe? And I'm like, that that's Maddie. I need to make sure I, I need to share. That. Yes. I need to amplify Maddie a little bit more. So we've got an even balance. There. So, but yeah, so that's Chloe. Um, so the, I just like the name, uh, Chloe and Lois. I, I don't know. I don't really don't know the moment where I was like, yeah, this is, this is the name. I just like the way they both sounded together. And, yeah. and it's funny because at the beginning, 
um, I was really thinking I was not even going to be the face of the brand, right? And it was going to be a brand that was built upon like fond memories that I had with my grandmother and going through the jewelry that I yes. saw this day and, and thinking of the moments that she gave it to me. Um, and Chloe and Lois really has turned out to be so much more than that. Yeah. Because, and I want you to like dive in a little bit more and elaborate on what Chloe and Lois really is, because obviously at the surface, it's a jewelry company, but as me and you both know, because I've had the pleasure of talking to you more than just on this podcast and explored your brand and everything you're doing on social media and everything you're just, you, how you give back and all of that. It's so much more than just a jewelry company. So what does Chloe and Lois mean to you and what is your mission with the brand? So really what Chloe and Lois is, is it's just about empowering other women. And you had mentioned earlier and I don't want to get up. I, I, like last time we, we talked, I, I got up, I actually cried. So I was like, hi, how are you? I'm going to cry on, uh, on this zoom call. It's uh, <laughs> great. Like, we're going to laugh. Great. Cry. It's going to be an emotional. All the things. Um, but <laughs> like I said, when I started Chloe and Lois, I thought it was going to be a brand that was really built upon good memories. And it was more about me in those memories, right? Because when mm-hmm. you look back and you look at something, you have feelings that are tied to things like that's like really for for me myself, right? Then as I started to launch the brand, I really let my customers dictate what it has become today. And it's really about empowering and illuminating other women. And yeah. any woman, I believe that all women are limitless and I am proof of it. And I think back to how I felt and all the struggles that I, you know, had internally. Mm -hmm. And I started to wonder how many other people felt that way. And once I started letting my customers dictate the brand, it took off. Mm-hmm. And I was being cheered on by women and I had a support system that I can't really say that I did. I, I say, I can't really say that I did not have before. Yeah. Uh, and that support system is what carried me through and made me, made me well aware that I am enough and I can do whatever. Yeah. I want. And it became such a powerful message and I feel like my voice is shaking right now, <laughs> but that's what we're here for. You, you sit and you wonder how many other people are just so stuck and they feel like crap about themselves. And in a world where you have so much crap on social media being thrown at you about like, you know, everybody's so successful and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you got magazines and media outlets telling you who and what you should be at Chloe and Lois. We, we love women for who they are and we believe in the power that is them. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't aware of my power until 
I had my community. And that's really what this is all about. This yes. is about memories with with Lois anymore. And my grandmother, it's it's funny because my grandmother was a very insecure person. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. insecure. And we had talked I, about that, how it was like similar. My, it, mine was as well. And and even though they were so beautiful, it's it's sad. It is sad when you think about about that. And you, and you think about it in terms of, you know, how long ago that was, right? And it's like, why they feel that way then? And now we've got social media that women are on constantly looking at pictures of other people and not feeling yes. enough in there. And I just feel like it's it's so much more of a widespread issue now. And it's it's really weighing on a lot of women. So what I want to continue doing is letting women know that they're limitless. They can do yeah. whatever they want to do. And there's a community that will open them, or I'm sorry, there's a community that will welcome them with open arms. Yes. Um, however they feel and will take them as who they are. Yeah, and I, I just mean like, yes, preach all the things on community because for me, I mean, obviously, you know, that's what the Beam Life is all about. That's what Chloe and Lois is all about. And it's it can be a little bit lonely sometimes. And it wasn't until I really found this community, my community, where I continue to, to grow it and expand it and finding other people to bring in like you. And then our communities sync and connect. And then it's like, whoa, we're growing into the spider web. You finally realize that it's like, okay. Being in community doesn't necessarily take the struggle away, but A, it helps you feel that you're not the only one going through a struggle, Absolutely. you know, yeah. B, you have people to shine light who have already gone through that before. Mm-hmm. And, and then also it's just that accountability to continue showing up even yeah. when it's shitty, even Absolutely. when it's shitty, you know, um, facing when it's shitty. So that way, when it's really good, you appreciate it that much. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then most importantly, you can't forget the most important part of community is celebrating, right? Because now you can have a party with all your favorite people who have championed you um, to the, to the. well, I always say there's never really a finish line. We get to the first one, and then it's like we're always moving and growing and wanting to not necessarily accomplish more, that's the wrong word, but to grow more as humans, right? And we have new thresholds of where we want to go. So I just, I love that, and this is why it's such a perfect blend of, just personalities and community with the two of us is because we have a similar mission of yeah. just really wanting to see women for who they are and letting them know it's okay to be who you are. I mean, don't be any, it's boring to be somebody else. And it, it takes a lot of effort, a lot. And yeah. I've made that, you know, mistake too, where I'm just trying so hard to be in someone else's shoes and they just, they don't work, honey. They don't work. Yeah. They don't fit right. Yeah, no, they don't. They're really uncomfortable. They give you blisters. Hey, girl. So I know you're feeling as inspired by this episode as I was interviewing Brooke. If you're craving community and to be around like-minded women, I want to invite you right now. Join the Beam Life Listeners Facebook free community. 
I would love to be able to connect with you outside of the podcast and hear about the more life that you're creating. So in order to do that, text me any emoji, your favorite emoji, to 323-673-2709. Again, that's 323-673-2709, and I'll send you the link to join. I can't wait to see you there. Bye, babe. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Kind of want to segue into a couple things that, you know, we talked about on our pre-call and one of them being beauty, because I think beauty is such an important and relevant topic. You know, you kind of already touched on social media a little bit, but really as women, we're seeing all of this like standardization of like what's considered beautiful. And I think it can go in extremes, right? The trend at some point was to have big boobs. Now it's to have no boobs. Then it's to have big butts. Then it's to have no butts. Then it's to have be full figured. Then it's to be skinny, skinny. And, and it's always like long hair, bangs, wavy and big, you know, it's like, okay. So First of all, all those things you're talking about are literally like morphing bodies and it's a physical appearance type thing. Um, and so a lot of the times fashion, jewelry, makeup, it all plays into this beauty role. Yep. So how do you approach beauty with Chloe and Lois and just as from a personal point of view and how is that like weaved into your philosophy that you have through your business? And, you know, beauty, like you just said, can be defined many different ways. And I, you know, I design versatile pieces for women to wear, and I let them define what makes them feel beautiful. You know, is it wearing a lot of jewelry? Is it wearing just one necklace? And one common trend that I find with all of my my customers that I hear the most is I was wearing this necklace and I got a compliment on it. Mm. Like, you know how that those compliments hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone just randomly, you're in a store and someone says, hey, like, I really love those earrings on you. You feel great. You feel seen. You feel heard. Yes. And I let my, my community dictate what makes them feel beautiful. Yes. And I like to put myself out there to be as real as possible and to let them know like hey it's okay if you wake up one morning and look like you rolled out of a garbage can because guess totally. what i looked like i rolled out of a dumpster this morning when i woke up so like you're winning you were just a garbage can i had a whole dumpster okay yeah yeah you were doing pretty good i was rolling out of the dumpster but um yeah i really just let my customers dictate what makes them beautiful and i think we we really like to shine the light on them and let them be the star. Like we do a lot of stuff with stars. You know, I have a lot of designs that I'm wearing a star sweatshirt right now um, that I actually collaborated with a a female designer on this and a female to design uh, this. So good. So we just want women to wear and and do whatever makes them feel beautiful. Yeah. And you know, it's like as cheesy as the old statement was, it's like beauty comes from within. Um, I do completely think that the more women that we encourage to, because I don't know if you've ever realized, I mean, I know, I know we all do, but it's like, 
women really look at each other and I, I always say women dress up for other women um, because that's what we, we do, right? It's like when I go out with my girlfriends, I'm always dressed up versus if I would just go in, you know, dinner, guys, whatever, my partner, I'm just a little bit more cash. So it's yep. like I really want to dress up for um, other women. And we, we do it because we feel confident and sexy and beautiful. Um, and it's important to, you know, consistently send that message of like what I always say beam from within let the light shine from within um and and I know that you you totally embody that too at Chloe and Lois and it shows and like all your branding too where it's like you can adorn yourself with all the things but when some woman walks in the door and feels confident and knows who she is there is nothing sexier there is nothing more beautiful you know, yeah, power in that. And I think that's really probably I'm guessing I'm speculating, but I know that, you know, we talked earlier in the conversation about how at the beginning, there's a lot of self doubt that happens when you're starting something new and, yeah. and self doubt always creeps in, even when you know it's working and you've grown your business to be where it's at today, successful and thriving. And you're in stores and partnerships. Um, it's still like, okay, well, can I continue doing this? Will it continue to grow? Right. We always have those self doubt, but I think that knowing who you are has, you know, it, I know it helps me yeah. crush that self-doubt. Like you mentioned before, um, you know, every, everywhere you turn, there's somebody starting a jewelry line. Yes. That's great. But you know what? Nobody's going to be me. Yes. And nobody is going to, you know, stand at the helm of a community that really pushes women and invests in women. Yes. Like I do. Right. Yeah. Their own way of doing things. And that is how I do things. And nobody's ever going to be me. Just like nobody's ever going to be you. No. And we all need each other listening to this. And we do, and we all do need each other. And listening to this, nobody is going to be you. Yeah. And we need you too. All right. (laughs) We do. So tell, you know, I love also you said it, you just said it. And I was going to ask you as the next question, it's investing in women. So how do you and Chloe and Lois give back, continually invest in women. Um, I love the the collab piece you told me about. So yeah, yeah, elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I have always wanted to do is give back. And I know that there are many ways that you can give back. You can give back volunteering, you know, with time, not just money. Um, and that's always something that it's, it was tough for me to do because I, you know, when I was working, I wasn't making a heck of a lot of money. Um, and I had other obligations at bills I had to pay. So it was tough. So one thing that I told myself as, you know, this, this, this brand really started to form was that we're going to give back and we're going to help other women and we're going to help people that need it. And, and the success of Chloe and Lois has allowed me to be able to give back to other women owned businesses. Um, for example, I have a, uh, nonprofit organization that's local to me called unshattered. So, so shout out to Kelly and the entire team there. 
Uh, Kelly is absolutely incredible. Um, I am brought to tears every time I am in her studio. Uh, she's located in Hopewell Junction, New York, and what she does is she employs women who are winning their battle against addiction. So she hires them, teaches them how to sew, and what they do is they upcycle donated materials, or you could bring in, say you had a grandfather that passed away and he had a, a, you know, a flannel shirt that he always wore, and you wanted to turn it into a bag or something so you could always remember him. That is what Kelly and her team do. And the women that are there, like I said, are winning their battle against addiction. Kelly has had zero. So amazing. Since she has started, she is absolutely incredible. I'm getting the chills right now thinking about Kelly and everything that she does. Her team is just incredible. I mean, if I, if you were to put me behind a sewing machine, it would, again, just like my drawing skills, it would be a hot I would literally sew my fingers together. I probably would. I would probably be permanently sewed to God knows what I was making. Um, but these women, I mean, they make book bags, they make makeup bags, they make purses, they make book bags. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. And you can ship them products. So anybody listening, if you have a, um, you know, a memento that you would like turned into a, a purse or a book bag, definitely check out Unshattered. But I collaborated with Kelly and we um, we designed a, a piece, a necklace. So it was uh, the first piece in our Glitter and Give Back program. And what we did was we gave $25 from the sale of each necklace direct to Unshattered. So we were able to make donations. We still do have the necklace available on chloeandlois.com. Um, but that is, I mean, it's, I can't even put into words the feeling that I get from knowing that I'm supporting yes. him because I see it firsthand and, and people need our help. Yeah. And again, women need to stick together and what they are doing. I am 110% on board with. Yeah. I love that. And I think that being able to come from a place of generosity and that spirit of gratitude, knowing that you've gotten to a point in your life where you can now give that it's the feeling that you know on the other side it's so well received and people are so grateful but it's it's almost like a greater gift for the giver in a sense where you feel um this i don't know and it and it's prideful in a sense of when I feel like I help another woman too. And when another woman helps me, I know they get the same sense, right? Like it, there, it's just this feeling, this overwhelming feeling. So I think it's so beautiful that you've been able to wrap that in and then find a place that's local and you can like see it and experience yep. um, what you, the impact you're making. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So have- yeah, for people listening, get on that glitter and give back program and um be yeah, able to, if anybody to, to, listening has a you know an organization doesn't have to be in New York. Please send yeah. it away. Like let me know and I am happy to you know to take a look at it or even make a donation. And like you said, it it's an incredible feeling to be able to just give back. And that's yeah. what makes my heart really, really happy. So 
you've taken us through this whole transition of corporate world, dominating this amazing jewelry company, giving back and supporting other women, creating community, right? So obviously there's been struggles along the way. If you could like go back and tell this corporate version of you um, some life lessons, yep. what are things you've kind of learned along the way that you would tell her? Oh boy. <laughs> Holy moly. Chloe's like, let me outside, please. Um, oh, nothing is ever going to go as planned. Mm, that's a good one. I think that's like number one. <laughs> nothing is so ever good. Planned. I mean, there are times so good. I'm unraveling behind the scenes, but I'm like, you got to just hold it together. You got to totally, you got to trust yourself because no one knows you better than you. Amen. Yeah. You have to trust yourself. If it's in your heart to do something, give it your all and see it through till the end. Yes. And and it's just, and if you don't feel confident, find a community to tap into. You know, I've listened to, I used to get up at the crack of dawn when I was working my corporate job and I would just turn on podcasts instead of listening to music and singing along. Yeah. I would put on podcasts and learn about business, about being an entrepreneur, about getting started. Yes. Um, and just learning, right? Not one person is going to know everything. So don't think, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do this. If you like to say that, then being an entrepreneur and, and venturing out on your own might not be for you because totally. I, Every hat under the book, you have every hat under the sun, not under the book. Um, I wear every, I'll be weird, but I wear every hat under the sun and you have to just be ready to learn. Just be a constant sponge. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you need to ask questions and tap into your community when you're not feeling a hundred percent certain, because you'll find a lot of strength and those who surround you. And if anybody has anything negative to say. Goodbye. No, bye. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Yeah, I had people, you really think this is going to work? You really think? Now they're like, wow, really? Really that happened? It's like, yeah, because I believe. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I just read the best book, Jamie Kernley, by Jamie Kernley, I believe it. And it's the same foundation, foundation, founding principles. I can't even talk today. Um, but yes, it is about, um, completely embodying and believing and just really drowning out the noise because there's always going to be people. And it's usually people who wish they could be doing what you're doing. They're not actually hating on you. They it's literally coming from an internal struggle they're having. I'm like, well, why can Brooke do this? But I can't manage to do X, Y, and Z. She can't succeed because if she succeeds, that's an example of a failure on me. Right. So, um, so yeah, I love all of that such genius things to be able to sort of reflect on that journey it's like we go through all these hard times for a reason because now you come up between you and a wall and you're like I got this it's okay not everything goes as planned I know this now and I also know how to make plan b because I've had to do this before right so um what's next for you oh god designing more 
Yes. Um, you not, more designs, all the designs, all the sparkle. We need no it. Pressure, no pressure, no pressure. What's next? You know, continue to empower women. That's really, you know, that continue to increase my, I'm sorry, increase, not increase, but continue to build the Chloe and Lois community because the more women that we have, the more women we're going to, we're going to change. Yes. Side, right. Yes. So that's really what's next and just continue to design pieces that make women feel absolutely beautiful and empowered and, and welcome them into a community where they are well aware of their capabilities and that they are. Yes. I love it. I love it. Love it. So I know we've talked about it a couple times, but just remind anyone listening how they can find you like your website, Instagram. I'll also put it all in the, in the show notes, but yeah, give us the deets. So you can find me at Chloe and Lois. So it's C H L O E. A-N-D-L-O-I-S on Instagram. Or if you want to email me, feel you know more than welcome to Brooke at ChloeandLois.com. And I'm also on Facebook. Um, just search for Chloe and Lois and you'll you'll find me there. Awesome. I am so excited. And also Brooke has put together a code for all yeah. bean babes. Um, I will also put that in the show notes and be promoing it. It is Beam five for five dollars off, and I mean it's going to be really hard. I wanted to like literally add every single thing in the cart, so um, there will definitely be multiple orders coming your way. On top of all my favorite um, lightning stuff that I just got. So, um, speaking of lightning, to end our conversation, I always like to end with an eleven question lightning round. All right. You ready? Okay. You did your hair. You did your hair. So you're ready. Yes. You're I ready. Done it in a while. So yeah, you got, you got the best of me today. I love it. Um, okay. So it's 11 questions, whatever the first answer that comes to mind. Here we go. Okay. 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 A bean babe is amazing. Favorite song that always makes you dance. Oh God. BTS dynamite. Oh, I love that. Oh, so good. Yes. Currently reading. Oh God. Um, I don't like to read. Okay. Next, Ma- next magazine or listening to magazine, anything. I read a lot of, I'm reading a marketing book right now, but I actually cannot recall the name of it. All the things educational. We're reading education here. People. If I do read it is educational, but I, I don't really like to read. Be made that inspires you. Oh gosh. You. You too. Would have been my answer today. My sister from another mister. Another mister. Always. Last thing that made you feel grateful. Oh, God. Every single one of my customers. Good. Every single person in my community. When are you most inspired? Mm, Moments like this. When I connect with other women who are just bomb.com. Amen. What always makes you laugh? (laughs) Beside yourself, because I would always be laughing if I was you. What makes me laugh? Uh, TikTok, for sure. 
So, okay, so yeah. Who was it? Oh yeah, I had Lil, um, an amazing girl named Lily Scott on here a couple weeks ago, and she said the same thing. She told me about this guy. I've got to watch on TikTok. I'll just crack up. I've got to watch him. So still haven't looked him up because I feel like I'm gonna go down a TikTok hole. But now that you're the second person that has answered TikTok to this question, I must get into this because it's yeah. good for a laugh apparently. Um, favorite meal or food? Oh, favorite. I love Mexican food. I love that. Oh, you got to get, you got to come to Texas when I'm there. Visit there. Good. Tex-Mex way better than California. Yeah. You have Mexican Mexican food by where you are? I, am, I got a Mexican restaurant. Shout out to El Guacamole in Hyde Park, New York. Oh my God. I am literally shocked. Authentic Mexican food. You guys are the bomb.com. Love you. Mean it. And then, <laughs> liquor license for those of you who didn't know in the area. Okay. We're coming. We're coming. Um, if you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? Ooh, Chris Jenner. Love her. <laughs> oh my God. That totally took me by surprise. <laughs> Cause I feel like we're the same size. I'm like a size 12 and I've seen <laughs> on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, Chris is a size 12. So you're like, we're, we're total. I would just walk in there and own it. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? Is it the Kardashians? Uh, <laughs> I feel seen. It is, and I'm I'm devastated that the show is off. Listen, I know it's not real. I know it's not real. That's the most. It feels thing. like it. It does feel a little real sometimes, but um, I just it's my way to to just shut off. Totally, totally. It's great entertainment. I'm not gonna lie. It's 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 good for the soul sometimes, and it makes me feel slightly normal-ish. Oh yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, I've got everything together. I'm gonna yeah. be just fine. <laughs> Gonna be just fine, folks. Uh, lastly, what makes you beam? Um, connections like this. I know I said it before. Um, when I link up with other women, I'm like, this is what I am born to do. Yes, say it loud for people in the back. I feel it in my blood. It's this is what I was born to do. I was born to make women feel awesome, and I was born to connect with my community. And Chloe. And with Chloe. Or two cents. It's just moments like this, without a doubt. I love it. And finding other people out there that are living life the same way I live. It's life changing. It really is. Yes, yes, yes. I am so grateful for you and your time and this conversation. Thank it's been you. magical. And yeah, girl. We're going to collab, create some fun pieces, and um, everybody go to chloeandlois.com, yep. Beam 5. See you later, girl. Keep beaming. You are the best, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one -on -one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.